Hey guys, welcome back to Floral Couch Conversations. I'm Emily. And I'm Alyssa. And we have an exciting episode for you guys today, obviously. Always exciting. It's just us two. (laughs) We've done some really cool interviews the last few episodes, but today we thought we would interview ourselves. Yeah, you'll get to learn a lot more about us, whether you wanted to or not. Emily, first, you just got back from Montana, right? What were you doing out there? So we went to visit my sister who lives in Montana, Loon. She's been on this podcast a couple times. It was her birthday, so we pulled off an epic surprise by showing up in her classroom. She's a teacher at the end of the day. She wouldn't let me post the picture of what she actually looked like when we surprised her because she was bawling both of us were crying it was just the best I love surprises and it was super fun to be out there for the weekend I feel like the mountains are calling to me I need to move I need to move west (laughs) 2019 year of possibilities man for real but that reminds me of a story so my grandparents are in Montana too and so I was sitting down with my grandma chatting with her and she's asking about my life and our plans for the next few years and I was telling her about how with my job I can work remotely so it would be possible for me or us Matthew and I to move somewhere and how we've been talking about moving out west or moving somewhere else and basically the gist of our conversation was like who knows? Like, we'll see what happens. And she made this comment like, well, you know, there's a volcano brewing underneath Yellowstone National Park. So that could go off and blow up and none of us would have to worry about anything anymore. <laughs> uh, so does that mean we should stop planning our lives? I was like so shocked that she said that and just like stared at her for a second because I wasn't really sure what she meant at first. And then I kind of got the message and I was like um okay like hopefully not and she was like yeah it's not supposed to happen for another like 50 million years or so but (laughs) I was like uh okay I'm just talking about the next like two to three years so hopefully we're okay we'll keep planning our lives it's gonna be fine uh but I was just like so taken aback by that comment and then I told my sister that story and she said oh yeah grandma Beth is a huge doomsday planner like I've talked to her about the zombie apocalypse she's got plans for for what to do if the world ever ends and I was like oh my gosh okay this is a whole new side of my grandma I didn't even know (laughs) does she have like a bunker or anything that you didn't know about (laughs) you know it's possible so my grandparents live in town but they own in a town in montana but they own a ranch that's a little like a few miles away and they have another house out like a farmhouse out there and it's very possible that she's got a bunker in that basement because it's a super creepy old basement (laughs) (laughs) well i mean if there is a zombie apocalypse i think you're gonna want to be living in montana well, I try not to think about that, so that's fair. Just gonna keep living our lives with a positive mindset here. I like it. What have you I, been up to? Not much. I uh, went home for my uncle's birthday party recently, and I realized that the server is my good friend from high school's R- Rachel, her boyfriend, who I hadn't met yet, but I've seen you know all the pictures and I've heard about him via text, obviously. And you were at a restaurant, yeah. And so he was our server, and I knew it was him, but I don't think he knew who I was. So I texted her and I was like, "Hey, should I introduce myself?" And I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna make this weird." She said. Yes, do it. Please make it weird, essentially. And so I went, he like asked if I wanted a refill for my drink. And I was like, no, but I do have a question. And he's like, yeah. And I was like, uh, what are your intentions with your current girlfriend? And he looked at me, his eyes got like super big and he was clearly so uncomfortable. And then I was like, just kidding. I'm friends with Rachel. She told me to ask you that. Like, sorry to make it weird. And he like paused for a second. And then he was like, Oh, I thought you were hitting on me. I didn't know how to respond. And I was like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And I was mostly just proud of myself because my sister's like, you don't have the guts to say that. I was like, girl, watch. And then I did it. So I don't know if that was the best first impression to make on her significant other, but you know, he won't forget me. And it'll be a funny story to tell. Right? I think, yeah. yeah. It broke the ice for sure. Definitely. It was 
a lot less boring than hey i'm Alyssa. i'm friends with rachel slash and now the next time you see him it will be hopefully maybe less awkward but maybe more awkward i don't know <laughs> i'm hoping less awkward at least we have this common thing to laugh at hopefully. exactly yeah <laughs> should we get into some interview questions yeah so we're going to interview each other kind of in the style that we normally interview our guests where we talk about our background, how we decided to be where we are, what brought us into our careers, into, and then we're going to ask some fun questions too. So Alyssa, I'm going to start it off with you. Okay, I'm ready. And we've had some other accountants on this podcast, but you are our favorite. Aww, you have to say that, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you decide to go into accounting? Did you pick that major right away in college or is there something else you thought you would do I picked it right away in college but I guess if you're going back to like super young for the longest time I thought well when I was like elementary school aged, I really liked to draw even though I was horrible at it so I thought I would have like a comic strip in the newspaper and then <laughs> I know like what goals and then I also like thought about doing like a, something in the NICU because I love children and then in high school, I was more set on, like, physical therapy just because I really liked sports and different things. And I thought that would be a really cool way to get involved. Until, like, my junior year, one of my calculus teachers was like, hey, I think the way your brain works, like, have you ever thought about accounting? And I was like, no, I don't even know, like, anything about it. And then my small high school got its first accounting class. And I took it and it just like clicked. I was like, I love this. It's like, there's a right answer. It's like a puzzle to get to that right answer. It just made sense to me. So by that time, like the end of junior year, early senior year, probably, I I definitely knew what I wanted to do when I started college. Did you ever think about being a teacher since you like kids and working with kids? Not really. I don't know. I feel like, I don't know why that just never appealed to me. And maybe it's more like, the one-on-one interaction, like, making an influence in someone's life versus, which I think teachers do, but I, like, give them so much props because I don't think I could do that with, like, 30 kids. Right. Like, that, I think that's the part that scared me away. Yeah. See, my mom is a teacher and my sister is also a teacher. And so for when I was little, I always thought I want to be a teacher. But I also think it was because I didn't really know a lot of other careers like I was only exposed to teacher or financial advisor because those are yeah. what my parents are so how did you end up in communication and journalism well for a while I wanted to be a teacher and then in like fourth or fifth grade I became obsessed with soap operas specifically the show all my children and that was like my life and I <laughs> wait the soap opera was similar to your life or you like just were so obsessed it was your life <laughs> no I like thought that I was in the show not really but like right you like, know, well, like you get really into a show and like you feel like they're your friends or a book or something yep yeah or podcast. exactly so well podcast at least is real people but <laughs> okay <laughs> um so I got really into all things soap operas and I was like, I'm going to be a soap opera actress. And I remember riding the bus to school and just thinking about becoming a child soap star. Only I feel like in the back of my mind, I knew that was never going to happen. But for a while, that was my passion. So anyway, obviously, I did not become a soap opera actress. So That we know of. So in high school, I had a an English teacher, Mr. Brown, who really helped me learn my strengths as a writer and discovered that I loved writing. And then also I was really into commercials. Like whenever I would watch commercials, I wouldn't be annoyed by them. I would just want to know like, how did this, who is behind these commercials and how did they think of putting this onto TV to get people to buy things? So I was always interested in the work behind advertising. So from there, I decided I'm going to go into advertising. So I majored in communications and from there I could take classes and advertising and kind of figure out where I wanted to go and then I took a few writing classes in college and decided I really liked writing and then out of college I got a job as a writer writer at a marketing agency very cool I think it's interesting so like we were at a wedding recently and 
I like my you were fascinated by commercials my brain didn't like actively think about it but I do think it's funny because at this wedding instead of like clinking the glasses to make the bride and groom kiss you had to sing a song at your table and then they would and we were trying to think of songs and one of them was the theme song for National American University which is like a I don't even know where it's located, somewhere in the U.S. But everyone remembered the jingle from however many years ago. I wonder if that's still on TV ever. I don't know. I guess I probably don't watch any of the same channels I did as a kid. Yeah. I don't you know. You don't watch Nickelodeon anymore? Not a lot, you know. <laughs> Do you think that there's a job or is there some other job that you think you would be good at? Like I know you said physical therapy, but have you ever thought about like if you could just leave your life and become anything – what would it be? I think if money wasn't a factor, I would love to be like a barista or like a bakery owner type thing because I don't know. I just like I personally cherish those like daily interactions with like coffee shops or whatever. And like you get to know people and know their name and you build that connection and just like, I don't know, have a one more person to like put on a smile just in someone's day. I don't know. I kind of love that from a consumer perspective so I I think I would really enjoy being on the other side of that as someone who has been a barista and was one for many years it's still one of my favorite jobs really I daydream about just leaving my life and going to work as a barista Oh my god. And I'm sure the grass is always greener. Yeah. I also feel like every time I go in, the like the baristas are all like besties and they're always like have fun plans. Like it just seems like a blast. And obviously it probably varies like from location to location, but it always seems like they're just having a blast loving life. Exactly. Coffee makes people happy. Exactly. (laughs) But here we are slaving away in the corporate world. What would you do? So I'm kind of currently contemplating going back to school and and I would be a marriage and family therapist or a mental health counselor. So that's like actually a real life possibility that I've thought about for a long time. And I'm just trying to like logistically figure it out and or decide if it's the right path for me. Yeah. But then I've also thought about engineering, which is kind of random for me, I think. But it's just something I never thought of before college. I had a lot of friends in college who were engineering majors And before college, I would have been like, engineering, what's that? And that probably sounds dumb, but it just never occurred to me that I could do that because I didn't know really what it was or what the path was. I feel like a lot of those people either had parents who were engineers or learned about it some other way. And so sometimes I think like if I could, if I could go back in time, I would try like an engineering class or two to see if it's something I would like. Because I do like math and I do like science. But I took more of a creative route in my career, so. Yeah. I think it's interesting. I definitely feel the same way. Like, I don't think I, like, engineering was even sort of on my radar when, until I met all kinds of engineering majors in college. It's interesting that we aren't more exposed to these kind of careers in high school. Right. Or even the possibility of grad school was never on my radar. Like, I don't think I knew that people go to grad school right after college until my friends started applying for grad school like our junior year of college and I was like wait grad school who who does that like why do you need to keep going to school right which also sounds dumb but it's just like my life I didn't I wasn't exposed to that like my parents didn't do that no one really talked about that in my family yeah yeah so many learning things freshman year (laughs) I have a question what is something in your search history that is revealing about your personality? Oh my gosh. Okay, let me sh- <laughs> let me pull it up here. Okay, so, well, this is kind of boring, but <laughs> I recently looked up a recipe from Budget Bites, which is, uh, it's a sheet pan turkey meatloaf with sweet potatoes. Ooh. If anyone's looking for cheap, healthy, reci- easy recipes, budgetbites.com. B-Y-T-E-S is a great blog. Is that where you get most of your recipes? Or is just one of the sources that you pull at? That's one of the sources. I follow her on Instagram. Okay. So whenever I see something that looks good, I'm always like, ooh, let me pin that. So does that mean you're a uh, meal planner? Is that what it's revealing about your personality? I guess. I am the meal planner of the household. (laughs) Yeah. I was was searching for things three-bedroom houses in Montana because I wanted to see how expensive they were. (laughs) 
affordable. Yeah, not bad, actually. Better than Minneapolis, so. I could imagine. <laughs> yep. Oh, and then I also, during the Super Bowl, Googled what is the Super Bowl score and when will the Super Bowl end? <laughs> Did you get some good answers to when it will end? It was, I mean, it just kind of gave the average time for the Super Bowl. And yeah. it ended up ending earlier than that, so I was happy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I didn't watch any part of the Super Bowl. And I have no regrets. I watched a little bit of it, but didn't really pay attention. Apparently it was a really boring game anyways, so. Right. What's in your search history? I was just looking. So if you go back a little bit, I think you'll see that basically I stock celebrities, which is what it is. But I was Googling Donnie Wahlberg because I think I saw an Instagram post and I was like, who is this kid in the picture? And then I got in this like rabbit hole of Googling like everyone he's related to. So that was a lot of recent Google searches. And then even more recently, things to do on cruises, because as we are speaking, I am currently in Miami about to embark on a cruise. And we will be at sea when this episode airs. Miami. Going to Miami. Before we were recording, Alyssa was telling me that there was manatees outside of her window. Yes, our waiter told us that at lunch. And oh my gosh. Yeah, I didn't get to see them, but he's like, earlier there are manatees. We haven't seen any dolphins today. And I was like, little do you know, manatees are the main attraction. <laughs> yeah, if anyone doesn't know... My favorite animal is a manatee. (laughs) If you don't know what a manatee is, Google it and you will fall in love. (laughs) They're pretty cute. Okay, moving on to our next question. Alyssa, you are a big reader. Do you have a favorite book or a favorite author? Not really. I have authors that I read a lot. I've been reading a lot of, I think it's Marie Kubica, something like that. Because I like have liked a couple of her books, so I decided to read more. And then I read a lot of Vince Flynn. But... As far as, like, a favorite book, I feel like I fall in love with a book as I'm reading it, and then, like, that kind of starts over with every new book. So I don't know that I have a favorite, because I don't really go back and reread a lot of books, if that makes sense. Do you keep your books after you read them? Because I know you like to buy books. So I, I used to be, like, strictly a Kindle app reader, meaning I would read books only on my tiny iPhone. I don't even know what I had. It's five, the smaller one. And now I like kind of do love, like I would love to have like an entire library one day. I don't know. I just like love that idea. Marie Kondo, I know would not agree with that idea, but yes, I have been keeping them and buying them now as kind of, I don't know. It feels like a badge of honor weirdly because I don't know. Some people are like, what? It's just a book, but I don't know. I never used to be into reading and now I'm like obsessed. So it's so satisfying to finish a book and then put it back on your shelf and just like have this collection of like things I've read. Right. Even though obviously Marie Kondo, which is trendy <laughs> right now, would not agree. But I picture you in like a Beauty and the Beast style library, like climbing up ladders to put a book away. <laughs> Seriously, that is the picture in my head. Get out of my head. But yes, that is like exactly what I would love. <laughs> Do you have any favorite books or authors? So for a really long time, I've said that my favorite book is Because of When Dixie by Kate DiCamillo. And that has been my favorite since I was, I think, like in elementary school. So I mean, it's been a long time. My mom got me a signed copy of it, I remember, as a birthday present when I was in, like, fourth grade. But those are – her books were always my favorite when I was little, and it's also a really good movie. But just like you, I don't think that I have a specific favorite. I kind of just read and fall in love with books and then forget about them, but keep them on my shelf. I really like the book version of Wicked because before it was a musical, it's – the book Wicked is like the backstory of the Wizard of Oz, kind of. Interesting. And then they turned it into a musical. And the book is different than the musical. It's like a little bit darker. So that's a good one. I like the author, too. And then the only other thing... Oh, Nicholas Sparks. I've read all of those <laughs> books. But I don't know if I would say he's my favorite author. And then a lot of people don't know, but Princess Diaries, the movie, is based on a book series. Really? by author's name is Meg Cabot and there's like 10 Princess Diaries books in the series and I was obsessed with them and read every single one and still have all of them and they're a lot different than the movies 
Interesting. I did not know those were based on books. Also, that author name sounds familiar. Has she written other popular things? It just, like, sticks out to me, but maybe I'm... I think she has. Yeah, she's definitely, like, a well-known author. Okay. I got a request for a question from a listener. Okay. And that is, and it might not appeal to all of our audience, but a favorite brewery in the Twin Cities. Do you have one? I would probably say my favorite is Inbound. Mm-hmm. Brew Co. Because, only because we've been there so many times. Yeah. We hang out. That tends to be a frequent hangout for us. But let's see. What other ones are good? Insight. Indeed. All the ins. I really like the Freehouse. They make some of their own beers. It's also a restaurant. Okay. Uh, let's see. I've been to 612, Bauhaus, Dangerous Man. Basically, Northeast Minneapolis. You can't go wrong with a brewery. For real. Yeah, I feel like Inbound is my favorite as well because they usually have some good music. Yes. It's never like, I've never been there where I'm like, oh, I can't breathe. It's too crowded. There's usually like a place to sit. And then they have. But it's usually a good atmosphere of people. Right. It's like fun. So it's not like too few or too many people. Mm -hmm. And then they have a really delicious hibiscus beer there that I love. Um, Yes. 10 out of 10 recommend. Seriously. And then recently we went to 612 and played music trivia, which was fun. So I like that there's more to do than just sit there and drink beer as well. (laughs) I have some rapid fire questions I'm just going to throw at you. Okay, I think I'm ready. You can throw them back at me if you want, but. I 110% will. (laughs) So what is your go-to karaoke song? I feel like I always, like I'm a really terrible singer, so I have to pick a crowd pleaser. So like Shania Twain, and I feel like a woman is always a winning because people sing along and then don't actually hear me sing. So what about you? I would say that probably is my go-to. Shine Train Man, I feel like was. Yeah. <laughs> I sing some Cheryl Crow. Yes. Soak Up the Sun. Such I've done that one jam. before. It's a good one. You got to, like, scope out your audience first and, and hope you pick – and pick something that people will sing along to so it's not as awkward. Yeah. I feel like – so we've sang karaoke together a few times and – we sang 22, which actually I think some people were enjoying that. It was Taylor like, Swift. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was kind of an impulse, like, what should we pick? Okay, let's do that. Like, we didn't put a lot of thought into it. And then I feel like we also recently had a karaoke fail. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, but we sang uh, Ocean, Ocean Avenue. And we were so bad. <laughs> Who's that by again? Is oh, Yellow Card. Card. Yeah. Yeah. It was not good. It was not our best. So. Work. Word of advice, don't pick that song. Yes, unless you are yellow card. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, what's your favorite food? Um, I really like spicy, so like tacos is probably the answer, but anything really like Mexican type food. How about yourself? So I feel like whenever you ask someone their favorite food, they're always like pizza, tacos, or something like that. And so I would probably say tacos is my favorite food for like a special occasion type like not every day yeah but if I'm thinking about something that I could eat all day any day it would be peanut butter toast interesting creamy or crunchy either but preferably crunchy okay or almond butter either or huh I like but there's just so many ways to do it you can put banana on it you can do peanut butter and honey peanut butter and jelly peanut butter and I don't know sometimes you do blueberries instead of jelly it's good yeah I don't know if there's a food I could eat like every day I guess I eat eggs every day and sometimes for dinner too so eggs are probably my (laughs) go-to food source I like eggs wait what is that from are you just making fun of me (laughs) no I think that's from the Amanda show oh my gosh the Amanda Bynes throwback great show speaking of Amanda Bynes what is your favorite 90s or early 2000s tv show so if we're going like way back to like little kid i was obsessed with rugrats tommy pickle my main man and then (laughs) your main baby my main baby as i was also a small child and then yeah and and then i kind of became obsessed with the disney channel i think my favorite tv show was probably like smart guy did you ever watch that oh yeah with todd mowry yes Mm How about you? I loved Sister, Sister. Oh, so good. And That's a Raven. Even Stevens. Pretty much any Disney Channel show like that. I was really into Hannah Montana, too. Not gonna lie. 
I definitely watched my fair share of Hannah Montana. Although I don't even know if that's considered early 2000s. It might be later because I feel like my sister more watched. I don't know. Yeah, it might be later. Angry Beavers was a great cartoon. Have you heard of that? I have not. What is that? It was a cartoon about two angry beavers. Naturally. (laughs) Great show. Wait, was that on like Nickelodeon? It was on Nickelodeon, yeah. Interesting. I feel like the only Nickelodeon show I remember is Rugrats. (laughs) Okay, what is your favorite vacation you've ever been on? I haven't gone on a ton of vacations. So two, I think, stand out in my mind. And one of them was a true vacation, and that was to Peru. And that was the first time I think I ever got out of my comfort zone, is in, like, kind of submerged myself into a different culture, which I thought, like, I don't know, I just learned a lot from myself, so that was a blast. Yeah. And then the other one is I had a work trip in San Diego, and I don't know what it is about San Diego, but I just, like, fell in love to the point where I was like, what jobs can I get in San Diego? And turns out I'd have to take a pay cut and cost of living is more. So not lucrative right now, but it's a beautiful city. How come you, you'd have to take a pay cut? I, because so many people want to live there that just because the cost of living is higher, the like they aren't paying any higher wages. Oh, okay. So I was looking at jobs for like my current role and yeah, they're mm-hmm. same salary or lower and the cost of living is a lot higher, unfortunately. Right. <laughs> Maybe one day. Uh, or trade-offs, day. man. Yeah. <laughs> how about you? Uh, just recently, a couple on our last episode, we talked about how Matthew and I went to Seattle and Vancouver as our first real big trip of our relationship. And that was kind of like a turning point where we decided, like, yep, yeah, we could probably hang out for the rest of our lives. <laughs> so... That was an awesome trip. And then another trip we've talked about in a, re- in a previous episode was with my friend Erin. We went to England, Ireland, and France. And that was the second time I've been to Europe, but the first time I really got to explore. Because and... the first time was like a study abroad, right? Right. Yeah. So this is like my own trip we planned. We went to visit my friend who lives over there. And like you said, we just got to explore and learn a lot about different cultures and see how they differ from where we live every day that's awesome okay next question if you could change your name what would it be i feel like i would have had a really good answer if you would have asked like 10 year old me (laughs) but the only thing i think of now is i really wish i had like a cool nickname and by cool i like always wanted people to call me Allie for some reason but i just like never pushed hard enough for it to ever catch on (laughs) No, I'm trying to call you Allie. I have you Allie in my phone. I saw that. I was, yeah, Allie B, which I like. It's your rapper name. It's my rapper name. Album dropping soon. (laughs) (laughs) After I just admitted that I cannot sing. You don't have to be able to sing to rap. That's true. Would you change? So I always wanted to change my, or just switch my middle name to my first name and then my first name to my middle name so my middle name is Jane and obviously my first name is Emily and I feel like my parents thought that it was like super old-fashioned because I'm named after my great-grandma so they thought it was pretty and old-fashioned and unique because because it was old-fashioned people weren't naming it wasn't a popular name at the time but then it turns out that Emily for some reason was the most popular baby name for a girl in 1992 so I grew up in, like, every single class I was in, there was at least three Emilys. And so I got really sick of that and sometimes wished that my first name was Jane because I think that's equally pretty and very unique and even a little more old-fashioned. So that's what I would do. I Before I went to college, I wanted to actually change my name and go by Jane when I went to college. But then my roommate ended up being named Jane. So I was like, <laughs> well, I can't do that. So Not meant to are. be. <laughs> Still Emily. It's interesting because I didn't know another Alyssa until like high school probably. But because my name wasn't as common, people would always assume I was saying Melissa. So I feel like interesting pros and cons to having a common versus uncommon name. Okay. What is the last text you sent and to who? Let's see. To, to whom? Um... I am in a group text with my boss, current boss, and former boss, and I said, have fun in Hawaii. (laughs) 
everyone's going on these exotic trips. Okay, Hawaii is not exotic, but it's tropical, as I meant. Yeah, and it's far. Yeah. And I was texting our friend Jamie. I sent her a quiz that says, how many of the most popular rom-coms of all time have you actually seen? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> 37 is my answer. And she's, like, got, like, almost all of them. <laughs> what is your most recent text? So the last text I sent was to my husband. And it said, don't call me, please. <laughs> Because we were recording a podcast, so I didn't want him to call me. <laughs> That's fair. Did you give him any context, or did you think you're, like, pissed? <laughs> I did not give him any context, but he just said, okay. <laughs> well, at least he's understanding, slash he might be confused, because you guys are celebrating Valentine's Day tonight, right? <laughs> yeah, we are. Well, I mean, technically, he could still think I'm working, so. Oh, that's true. That's true. But I'll explain. Don't worry. <laughs> I won't leave him in the dark. Good, good. Okay, this is not a really rapid-fire question. This is more of a story okay. question. But what is your scariest moment in life? So the one that comes to mind is we had a neighbor across the street. And I guess kind of similar to your grandparents where he lived in town, but he had like a farm essentially across the street from us. And so he'd, like, come every day or a few times a day and, like, water the horses and feed the chickens, etc. And my little sister was obsessed with helping out on the farm when she was little, like, super young, like, five, six, whatever. And so she would go over there all the time. And one day I was, like, sleeping, and she comes upstairs and she's crying. And I hear her, like, sobbing. And she says, I was like, what's wrong? And she's like, I hear, I hear mommy died and so I like freak out I'm like what and I was like where is she and she goes outside on the ground and I was like what like that doesn't make sense I run down the stairs and headed out the door and my dad comes in from the living room into our kitchen and it's like what's going on like he thought we were fighting and I was like what are you doing standing here like mom's outside on the ground he's like what are you talking about and my Sister goes, no, I said, Poppy, the horse. And I was like, oh, my gosh. And so for, like, I don't know, probably a minute and 30 seconds, I thought my mom had died. And it was terrifying. And now it's a funny story. Well, not funny. Like, we joke about it now because of just everyone's reaction in that moment and how ridiculous it looked that my dad was chilling on the couch while my mom was out on the ground. But that was, oh like my gosh, the most That's terrifying so... minute. Scary and sad and also uh, funny. Now it's funny at the so time. So many yeah. emotions. There was. It took like days to get over that scare, but <laughs> I'm sure like the feeling was still with you. Yeah, it was like yeah, I can still yeah, I can still remember the whole thing so vividly. Like sometimes if you get like scared or like startled, it takes a while to calm down. Uh huh. And I'm sure that took a long time to recover from. Absolutely. <laughs> What would your scariest moment be? Let's see. I'm kind of notorious for being the one that gets hurt. Not like seriously, but the one who like falls out of trees or falls off of my sled <laughs> when we go sledding. Um, <laughs> and so there's a couple stories. One, this isn't my scariest moment, but... I fell out of a tree once because I climbed it. We were in Montana. My dad climbed a tree. So naturally my sister and I followed and it was kind of like, like slanted. So it was easier to climb up. But then once you were down, it was hard to find a way down. And so I'm trying to come down and I grab onto a branch to stabilize myself. The branch just snaps right off. So I'm holding the branch in my hand, not, connected to anything oh my gosh and at that moment I was like well uh there's no way down except for I'm gonna fall and so in like a split second I just decided that I didn't want to fall and land on any of my limbs because that's how I was gonna get hurt so I just leaped like flying squirrel leaped out of the tree and landed in a belly flop on the ground oh my gosh were you hurt I mean I like had the wind knocked out of me and I landed on the ground and I scraped my hands on a rock that was on the ground. So I had like a cut on my hand. But other than that, I was fine. Yeah, that's impressive. Like, and 
forward thinking. I feel like I have friends that have fallen on the trees and like had to have surgery or broken legs. And yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was that common. Well, actually, I was talking about the same friend, so it might not be that (laughs) common. (laughs) So that's one of the stories of why I get this reputation. I've also like fallen off of a sled a bunch of times. But anyway, a couple years ago, we were whitewater rafting in Montana and I was sitting on the edge of the boat and whitewater rafting you go through like a calmer period and then you go through a rapid and then you go through a calmer period so we were going through a rapid and I was sitting on the edge of the boat and my cousin who's like a big guy like he's probably like six six was sitting in front of me and then my other cousin was sitting at the front of the boat and we went through the first part of the rapid and um, my cousin at the front flew backwards and hit my cousin who was sitting next to me and then he knocked into me and like I said he's a big guy so he just like knocked me right off of the boat and into the rapid basically oh my gosh and so they do like a safety thing where they tell you what to do when you fall in like you bring your legs in so your legs don't get caught on any rocks or anything so I like did all the right things but then my legs I was holding them up and they got caught under the boat and so my legs got caught under the boat which brought me underwater and so I was stuck under the under the boat and under the wa- and underwater for like a couple seconds where I didn't think I was going to be able to get out and it was one of those moments where my life flashed before my eyes and I was like this is it I'm going to die <laughs> and oh my gosh it was really scary, but then I got back out, and, like, so I basically just rode through the rapid outside of the boat, <laughs> and then as soon as we got to the calmer part on the other end, my mom had one of those moments where she just, like, has had a surge of adrenaline and, like, reached down into the water and pulled my life jacket and pulled me back into the boat. Wow. And I was, like, really shaken up, and I lost my hat and my sunglasses, which was sad. But for somehow I was wearing flip-flops and they stayed on through all that. Some lucky flip-flops I you have there. <laughs> That's so terrifying to me. I'm like not a great swimmer and kind of have a fear of water. And like that you just described like one of my biggest fears. Have you been rafting since? Uh, yes, I have actually. It wasn't like as intense, but. Yeah. It doesn't scare me. I just, I'm, I'm not going to sit on the edge of the boat anymore. Yeah, lesson learned. (laughs) Also, while you were telling that story, it reminded me, have I ever told you about almost dying in a bouncy house? No. (laughs) So I can't believe I haven't told you this story. In high school, we had a work, I worked at a credit union and they hired interns. So there was a bunch of like basically high schoolers that were invited to this like company-wide picnic. And it was like the windiest day ever. And they had a bouncy house. And so they like, at one point they're like, guys, you should go in and have fun. We were like, clearly way too big for a bouncy house, but they kicked all the little kids out and sent like our, the five teenagers in there. And we're like jumping around and it's so windy that it rolls over and starts rolling and to the point where, like, we can't get out. The door ends up, like, instead of facing sideways, you can crawl out. It's, like, facing straight up. So we can't really get out unless someone, like, lifts us out of it. So we had to do that once it was, like, done rolling to get out of it. And I have not been in a bouncy house since. That's scary, but also really funny. It is, but I also am like, okay, what if the little kids are in there when it started rolling? That's true. That would like, have been even more scary. Right? Yeah. Like, we still joke about it all the time. And like, like a lawsuit. Like, for reals. Yeah. Yeah, we joke about it all the time. Like, if, ever, if anybody ever posts about it, I feel like I get tagged about, like, oh remember gosh. that time we almost died in a bouncy house? But, yeah. It's so ridiculous, but... Because I can't imagine a lot of people have traumatic events about bouncy houses, but yeah. (laughs) Also, your tree story reminded me of a question I had, and that is: Have you ever broken a bone or been hospitalized for anything? I've never broken a bone. Okay, I've sprained my ankle like three times, but that doesn't count as breaking a bone. It's all that forward thinking of landing like a pancake, flying squirrel. (laughs) But I have been hospitalized. I had surgery when I was in second grade because fun fact I had three front teeth (laughs) yeah so when I my two front teeth started coming in one of them was coming in 
like basically backwards so it looked like almost like sideways diagonal tooth super creepy looking little girl (laughs) (laughs) and so we went to the orthodontist and they were like well they did the x-ray and they're like well you have three front teeth so we need to get that out of there and the funny part is that when my mom like when her adult teeth grew in she only had one front tooth so it's basically like I and so she has one fake tooth and it's basically like I stole her front you tooth. You did. You stole her front tooth. Which is so weird. Um, so then I had to get surgery um, for them to, because it was like up in the roof of my mouth, basically. So they had to take it out. And to this day, I can't have anything watermelon flavored or like use anything that's like fake watermelony flavor. Because when they were putting me to sleep, and I was like, what What are you in second grade, like seven? Yeah, I have no And <laughs> they were like giving me the oxygen mask, and you can choose a scent for them to put on the mask so that it smells good, like while they're putting you to sleep. So I chose watermelon. And every time I smell watermelon, like a watermelon Jolly Rancher or anything, it like takes me back to that moment where I was terrified in this hospital Aww. being put to, put to sleep for surgery so it's crazy that smells can do that i know do you like real watermelon or just like i do like real watermelon okay. because that's okay. not really anything like the like fakey candy yeah. watermelon flavor okay that's good that would be very sad if you yeah. did not enjoy that anymore <laughs> yeah i i haven't really messed up teeth for a while i had braces for seven years seven years mm-hmm. wow so like, so I like my teeth now. <laughs> I was going to say, your teeth, you have great teeth, so. Oh, thanks. <laughs> um, have you, you've broken, have you broken a bone? I have, I've like chipped a bone in my finger playing basketball once, but that's pretty much it. Yeah, not a lot of injuries. That's good. Knock on wood. <laughs> right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, I have another question. Do you have any dating deal breakers? I think someone without like a work ethic of any sort is definitely like a deal breaker unemployed without a reason for being unemployed essentially would not fly with me because I definitely value financial security right Um, so you're looking for ambition yes and then like more surfacey I like for me personally I feel like smoking is a deal breaker I'm just like not a fan Mm -hmm. it grosses me out (laughs) what about like chewing tobacco or e-cigarette I don't love either of them but I think that I could be okay. If everything else was perfect, I could get more on board with those because it wouldn't be like smelling up all my clothes from being in the same room kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense. Back before you were a married woman, did you have any dating deal breakers? Well, height was always a factor for me because I'm like 5'11", 6 feet tall. So I always said that whoever I dated had to be at least 6'4", <laughs> which is very superficial, but... I mean, check, you found it. (laughs) Yeah, tall girl problems and smoking probably. But other than that, I mean, back when I was dating, it was more like college age. So as long as you have a job and a career path. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay, one more question. Okay. And then we'll get into questions from our listeners. Yes, dear pedal peeps. If you had to come back in the next life as an animal, what would it be? I think I would be a dolphin because I just said earlier I have kind of a fear of water and I feel like I would just have a whole new outlook and love for water and I feel like (laughs) dolphins just gonna have fun all day you know chilling that's true they always look so happy right they're just like jumping around it's like they're in a constant playground that is the ocean so (laughs) what would you be well I always say that my spirit animal is a squirrel drinking coffee mixed with a wolf mixed with a manatee natural so <laughs> one of those if i if there's a combination i i could i would come back as that but if not then i would come back as any of the three <laughs> <laughs> maybe scientists will figure it out and then <laughs> we're working on it <laughs> well should we do some dear pedal peeps questions dear pedal peeps is the part of our podcast where we read listener questions and we give advice or answer your questions that you have for us so yeah. We're not experts, but we have a lot of opinions, so. <laughs> exactly. So if you have a question or want to just send us a note, floralcouchconversations at gmail.com. Indeed. 
So here's our first question. It's kind of a story. So I'm buckling in. Buckle up slash in. (laughs) Dear Petal Peeps, a few weeks ago, I matched with a guy on Hinge. We hit it off pretty quickly and exchanged numbers and chatted for a few days. He wasn't making a move to ask me on a real date, so I decided to take matters into my own hands and asked him if he was free to grab drinks at all in the coming week. He responded, yeah, great idea, but never suggested a day to meet up. We chat- We kept chatting casually, and I asked again if he wanted to grab drinks. He said, sorry, no, this week isn't good. It's supposed to be cold and snowy, and I want you to stay safe at home. With that, I was done, lol. I stopped talking to him altogether, and he never reached out to me again either. But he still looks at my Instagram stories all the time but he doesn't follow me. That means each time he sees my stories, he had to search me out, intentionally creeping on me. Is that weird? Why would he talk to me for weeks, act like he wanted to hang out, then make up a weird excuse and still creep on my Instagram? (laughs) Please tell me your thoughts. My thoughts are, this is weird. (laughs) That is really weird. I never understand the, the thought behind having conversation over text forever and then not actually meeting up like I think the rule for dating apps should be you meet up within like a few days of starting to talk to each other instead of dragging it on forever agreed yeah and I don't know why they're stalking the Instagram story I don't know if we will know why if this listener will know why but I think you have to put him on block at this point yeah block him because that's creepy and kind of stalkerish if he didn't actually want to hang out with you but then wants to just creep on your instagram right he does not get to see what you're doing if he's not putting in any effort so no that's uh, i don't understand boys why tell us why seriously if anyone has any perspective on what they're gaining feel free to let us know yeah so for sure block him and move on thank you next okay next question dear pedal peeps this winter has been especially bad in the midwest it's so cold and snowy (laughs) she maybe she's hanging out with this the last guy (laughs) wait or maybe it is the last guy wait it's the guy in the oh my gosh (laughs) He's, he's like i can't even date it's so cold and snowy how do i meet my soulmate well leave your house (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, sorry. To the real person who wrote this question, sorry. (laughs) I want to know, how do you stay motivated in life when you can't go outside? What keeps you guys sane when all you want to do is when all you want is spring weather? P.S. Love the podcast. Keep up the great work. Aw, thank you. Yeah, first of all, thanks. We are so glad to have you listening. Yes. And what advice do you have, Alyssa? I feel like you have a better outlook on winter than I do. So I'm kind of like a homebody, but whenever I'm like, oh, I like feel like I'm kind of, I somewhat, you know, you feel like you're trapped if the weather's bad and you're not allowed to go anywhere and you're just not as productive in the winter, I feel like because of that, I like try to think about the summer when every single weekend is busy and all I want is a day to veg out and do nothing. So like if I put myself in that mindset, then I can like more cherish I guess this winter time of having the ability to just like cozy up with a book versus always being busy that's really true I feel like we almost had the same exact conversation like a few days ago Uh uh-huh where I was like I feel so trapped I want to go outside it's negative 100 degrees and um because I run outside usually and I even do it in the winter but not when it's negative 30 degrees 10 degrees is like my cutoff yeah and so when I can't go outside it like really gets to me so I try to think I'm relaxing using this hibernation time and then I'll be ready to go in the summer but I'm like ready for spring weather but I would say just stay active try not to let it get you down and keep you inside brave the weather put on a warm coat and get out there and try to make plans Don't just let it, don't just let the weather be an excuse to stay in and not do anything. Yeah, I like that advice too. Like, you gotta create your own happiness, right? To some extent. Exactly. Yeah. As cheesy as it may be, but we're all there with you. It's been a cold winter. (laughs) For real. Let's all move to Hawaii. Okay. Okay. See you there. (laughs) So, Emily, as you know, 
We ask all of our listeners, if they were the star of a reality show, what would it be called and why? But I thought I'd put a twist on that since we ask that all the time and ask, if your current season of life had a slogan, what would it be? Okay, I think mine would be trying to live my best life. Because you'll hear people talk about living their best life all the time. And I don't really know if I'm living my best life, but I'm doing my best. And I feel like I have a great life, but there's always room for improvement. So I'm yeah. just, trying to, just trying to live my best life. I love that. I feel like one of the mantras I always tell myself is that like happiness is an emotion, not a destination, which is so cheesy. But like trying to live your best life is to trying to always create that emotion of happiness. So yes, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Yes. And all the cheesy things. All the cliches were about it. <laughs> yep. Okay, what's your se- season called? So, I joked about it earlier, but I guess there's kind of two things that come to mind. One is the Ariana Grande song, the Thank You Next. Just, like, cutting out anything negative in my life and, like, moving on to things that make me happy. Which, like, goes hand in hand with um, Shoot Your Shot, which is, like... What I've been, like, telling myself all year is 2019, I'm going to, like, take some risks. I'm going to, I don't know, just, like, live my best life. Not worry about the small things and move on if something's not fulfilling me. Exactly. I feel like time goes by so fast and life is so short. (laughs) Speaking of cliches. (laughs) True. But you never know when Yellowstone's going to blow up. (laughs) That's true. So, actually, shoot your shot because... At the end of the year, who knows if we're even going to be here. Exactly. (laughs) In the words of Grandma Beth. (laughs) Well, on that happy note, thanks everyone for listening. Thanks everybody for listening to this episode of Floral Couch Conversations. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, basically wherever you listen to podcasts. And check us out on floralcouchconversations.com. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and like us on Facebook. And if you're liking what you're hearing, please, we would love for you to give us a five-star review and basically tell everyone you've ever met. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.